what are the characteristics and traits that you look for when choosing who to follow? Is it their sincerity and authenticity? Perhaps they make you laugh or they have a large knowledge base. Whatever it may be, we make choices every single day of who to listen to, who to follow on social media, who we want to have in our circle of friends. My guest today is somebody that I admire for their authenticity and consistency on social media, and they are new to the America Out Loud family. Today, I'm sitting down with Booker Scott. So sit back, grab yourself a cup of coffee or whatever it is that you're into. You're listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden on the America Out Loud Network. America Emboldened. Greg, I feel emboldened. You don't know the founding fathers. You don't know what they do. You don't know what they sacrifice. We have lost touch with the principles in the Constitution. Nobody's read the Declaration of Independence. You are voting for socialism, and you got what you voted for. Welcome, bold Americans, to another episode of America Emboldened with Greg Bolden. So excited to have my next guest on today because he has just joined the America Out Loud Network and has put some shows together. And very soon, he is going to be a staple on the weekends at America Out Loud. Uh, And so today, welcome to the show, Booker Scott. How are you today? I'm doing great, Greg. Thank you so much. And I've been called a lot of things, but... It's been a long time since I've been called a staple, and I'll take that. That's a good thing, and I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited to be here on the network. It's it's fantastic to be associated with someone like you and Dr. Peter McCullough, Dr. Carol Swaim. I told uh, Malcolm out loud, "It's like there's a lot of smart people, and then me. I'm the token." So. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny. I saw in your bio you wrote, uh, "Booker Scott describes himself as the dumbest person on the World Wide Web." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do that frequently on yeah, the social media. I try to set the bar low. Well, you know, if you read my bio, it says I have affinity for uh, Mrs. Robino's restaurant and my students think I'm a good dude. So I think we <laughs> we come from the same cloth in some ways. <laughs> yeah, sure. So, so Booker, I wanted to bring you on to the show because you and I um, have a little bit similar views, it sounds like, uh, from speaking with each other a few days ago. Regarding the Buffalo Bill safety Hamlin, which just an update for everybody listening to the show, he came to, he woke up and his first uh, thing that he did was he wrote on a piece of paper, did we win the game? And so God is good. I'm so glad to hear that the Mar has awakened uh, after being revived twice, um, that prayers have been answered and his continued recovery. Um so Booker, what seemed to get people upset with me and with you is the fact that we both took this yeah. stance a little bit different, but we took a stance of, can we not make this about vaccines right now? Can we acknowledge that a person has flatlined on the field and is in need of our prayers, is in need of the nation to come together to make sure that we are doing everything that we can to put our intentions in the right place? And uh, I was very annoyed and I did an episode about it. And I, I, I said, I'm doing this with love, uh, but I was annoyed with, you know, even people on our own network, uh, Dr. McCullough, uh, attorney Tom Renz, um, as well as Steve Kirsch using Dr. McCullough kind of as a pawn 
in trying to promote his Substack for this. And I'm just, there's a time and a place, and I've been on the front lines of vaccine conversations, but there's a time and a place for everything. And um, I want to ask you, when you have a, a very large Twitter following, people can follow you at Booker Spartacus. I want to ask what it's like yeah, to Spartacus put something spelled out. wrong too, Greg. It is S-P-A-R. Yeah. S-P-A-R-T-I-C-U-S. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. I'm that aware way people of it. Probably so you don't find have to you. tell me when you follow <laughs> I wasn't going to say it. I wasn't going to say it, but that's good that I spelled no, it. I, yeah. There was already another book or Spartacus, believe it or not, spelled correctly. Well, there's only, only one good guy like you. So we're glad to have you. Um, well, what's you. it like to have this following and then watch as you've done all this great work and trying to promote things, this America first message, and you've been balanced on vaccines and have people kind of turn on you and not understand the message? Yeah, it was, it, it was disappointing. You know, for a day I stayed away from it because I knew what I was going to get into. And I just really tried to collect my thoughts on what I had seen and what I saw at that moment when Hamlin went lifeless on the field was collectively two football teams took a knee to kneel and not in protest. I saw 65,000 fans bow their head and I saw a nation stop. I saw left, right, conservative, liberal, non-believers and believers in God and Jesus Christ and a higher power, whatever that may be for you. I saw them stop and I, and I saw them look to that higher power when humans had done all they could do to help that young man have life. It was something higher than a human that everybody looked to. And to me, that was a story. Now I put that out in a tweet along with, regardless of whether he had a vaccine or not, it doesn't matter. And then followed with what I just said to you. And it got really good traction, obviously. And fortunately, when it's all said and done, after a couple of days of that tweet running, it was more positive than negative. And, but I did have to put up with about 12 to 14 hours of being filleted on social media because so many people just saw that as me saying the vaccine doesn't matter. And that's not the point of the tweet. The point of the message was. I, you know, in my prayers, I pray that our country can come together. And for a moment, in that moment, and I can't recall, maybe you can, since September 12th, mm -hmm. that something collectively brought us together, one thing to where everybody was praying and thinking about the same thing. Yeah, you know, uh, I still think back to the first time I went back to the church after September 11th. And at the very end of the mass, I, I'm Catholic. And at the end of the mass, um, you know, father gives his final blessing and somebody shouted out and it was almost like this Jimmy Stewart type of voice. And he shouts out, God bless America at the top of his lungs. Mm -hmm. And then everybody just broke into God bless America in the church. And my, it was this unifying moment. And you are correct. We missed a moment as a country because what i label as perception bias right we 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 i think we become so focused on what we're doing and the care that we have that it becomes our agenda and yes. you know as somebody who has interviewed countless vaccine injured people as someone who my my, my show yesterday 
talks about the um, overwhelming excess deaths in Australia backed up with the numbers. I, I don't deny any of that, but I had people turn on me as well, saying that I'm censoring the conversation by not allowing us to talk about vaccines. And I said, I'm open to the vaccine conversation. I just want us to acknowledge that if we are people that acknowledge human life matters, here is a human life right now. And I, I just don't see how the vaccine conversation adds to the dialogue in the present moment. Tomorrow, we can, we can quarterback this through, but in the present moment, it just, it didn't seem to make too much sense to me why we became so focused on it. And uh, it also, it, it made me question some things here about like uh, Steve Kirsch. He's done a lot of great work. I'm sure you followed uh, some things. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you subscribe to a sure. sub stack. At some point, I've got to ask myself a question, and this is what makes me a little bit dangerous on the America Out Loud Network, but I got to ask myself a question. It's what point does it become a job to put out this content in order to have more people subscribe and pay? And at what point is it honest and just simply looking for the conversation? Like Dr. McCullough seems very dedicated to the medicine and honest. The post by Steve really made me question his motives. Uh, have you had that moment at all? You don't have to call names out. You don't have to be as, as crazy as I am doing that, but I, have you had that moment looking I at have, things? And I have, and, and, you know, when I look, look at myself and you mentioned my presence on Twitter and a large following, and I really have built that following in a short period of time. And when I did it, I consciously said, I'm going to try to write to independents and libertarians. And because I firmly believe that elections are won and swung, they're in the middle, not in the far right or not in the far left. So that was my intention. And I try to keep it there in the middle. And as an evangelist, of whether it's politics or the vaccine, there is a way to approach things. And when you have the stage that we were just given this week, I wonder within five minutes of him falling and being brought back to life, if that is the time to have the message to call someone's baby ugly, which is was the vaccine. And I wonder, does that help or hurt? And I'm sure like you, I've, I've looked online, you know, you, you, Google, do a Google search right now and look at all the different publications that have come out and said exactly that. The right wing is using this to beat people over the head about the vaccines. And and that's not the message that I would want them to see right now. And yet that's what they're left with because of the very things that you're talking about. Within minutes of it happening, people started using and exploiting what had happened with no knowledge whatsoever to this point, there is no knowledge available to anyone, even the doctors that had the press conference. They don't know whether a vaccine caused it, myocarditis, whatever it was. They have no idea yet. The complete workup is not done. So everybody jumps to a conclusion to try to make their point. And the point that they're trying to make is not going to be received by the very people that were trying to have received the message. Yeah, I think that that's uh, exactly where I was coming from, that we want to make sure that it's a teachable moment, that people are able to receive the message. We have polarized health into politics, and I think that that's one of the most dangerous things that's happened over the past several years. Since the pandemic, we have given up our privacy, our medical privacy, our medical uh, freedom has come under attack, and there are some that are okay with it. 
Uh, there's some that are still fighting it. And I think I'm on the, the fighting side. Uh, but I get concerned when, you know, people say, well, look, this is how obsessive they are over this. Um, you know, I, I'm not sure how much you've listened to my show ever before, but I, I lean libertarian. That's really more my platform. I'm not really a Republican or a Democrat. And I, I try to be very open and honest with people about that. So if they're listening, they kind of understand why I give it to both sides. Um, but be, being libertarian, that's, that's the core of the value is you get to make a personal choice for yourself. You get to decide whether or not you want a vaccine. No one gets to dictate a mandate for that for you. You get to have your freedom of what you want shared about your medical status with your employer. Um, and we're, we're just, we're losing that across the board throughout the entire world. Uh, my guest for Thursday's show, he spoke about what happened in Australia. He got shot with rubber bullets simply for leaving his home because they were so locked down. And, and that was for, that was for his safety. Yes. For, for his safety. They shot yeah. him and beat him. Yeah. Yeah. That it's heartbreaking. No sense, does it? Nope. And that's why, you know, if anything, we need to unite. If anything, we need to have a conversation that's courageous about, all right, how can we find common ground for what it means to have a human free experience? Um, you know what I'd like to do? I, I, Booker, I would love uh, to maybe take a break here and come back and talk to you about your show. I want to, I want to introduce your show to my listeners uh, so they can join you when, when you uh, start posting on the radio and stuff, what we can expect. Are you, are you good to stay for that? I am. I would love to. Awesome. That'll be wonderful. Uh, so ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening right now, we got Booker Scott. He is new to the America out loud network. Uh, he is a great supporter, uh, here of the network and a lot of our talent, uh, for the past, uh, several months here. Uh, it's been wonderful uh, to see what he's been doing in his early shows. Um, so we're going to get to know a little bit more about his new show, our lives and politics. That's going to be coming up in the meantime, you guys can help support the network by going to americaoutloud.com. There's lots of great products here of people that help support these shows, uh, like Cofix RX. We have clear, we have the Genesis Fogger HOCL, which I personally use in my home as well as in my classroom. And so if you'd like to get a discount on that today, you can go to genesisfogger.com backslash out loud to be able to get a discount on that purchase simply for listening to this great network. So I hope that you all will take care of your health and check out some of our supporters and help support these shows. We'll be right back after the break. You're listening to America emboldened with Greg Bolden on the America out loud network here on America out loud. We emphasize optimal health and air is the most essential element for life. The average person inhales over 35 pounds of air every day. Yet we seldom think about how to rid the air of pathogens swiftly and safely when we need to. The Genesis Fogger Plus HOCL is the only way to quickly and naturally restore air to its optimal condition. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud for a free ebook on everything you need to know about HOCL and receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you'll be ready for what's next. America Out Loud beats to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, you're troubled, confused, glad, and thankful. We know you because we are you. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. We are America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. 
Cold and flu season is here. Wouldn't it be great if you had a way to minimize airborne viral threats? Well, now there is, and it's a povidone iodine-based antiviral nasal spray called Cofix RX. You might even say it's just what the doctor ordered. To reduce your chance of getting hurt, you wear a safety belt when you're driving. To limit sun damage, you wear sunscreen on the beach. Cofix RX is just like that. It's an additional layer of protection. It's sold by thousands of pharmacists and medical doctors nationwide. It's made right here in the USA. Again, it's a povidone iodine-based antiviral nasal spray. You've heard them talk about it here on the Outloud Network over and over again. Check out cofixrx.com. That's C-O-F-I-X-R-X.com for a retailer near you or use coupon code OUTLOUD for 20% off at cofixrx.com. Welcome back, Bold Americans. We have been speaking with Booker Scott, host of the brand new show, Our Lives and Politics, here on the America Out Loud Network. Now, you're going to hear Booker Scott not just on podcasts like myself, but you're also going to hear him on the radio network. Now, Booker, you come from a radio background. Is that correct? I do for way too long. You know, Greg, I started in the 80s and had the fortune to. you know, I've been fortunate to work with a lot of great personalities. I'll give you some examples. I've worked with Dave Ramsey. I've worked with Clay Travis, who is now with Buck Sexton taking the place of Rush Limbaugh. And I've worked with, uh, let's see, who else? Phil Valentine. I don't know if you remember Phil. Phil was a huge conservative voice, wrote the conservative handbook, and uh, it was a Westwood One across yep. the nation on about 75 different stations across the country. So I actually worked with him a couple of different times. So I do come from a radio background, having worked at iHeartRadio, also Cumulus Media, which is another huge radio company. Um, so kind of got tired of that corporate world and trying some some things on my own. Also, I think it's very important to have the message that we try to have on America Out Loud Network. Absolutely. And I see that you're also the founder and president of SaviorRepublic.org. Tell us a little bit more about the organization. Sure. Um, you know, it, it has to do with election integrity, Greg. What happened was I put a tweet out back in March. I have a local group where I live that is that I organized to be involved in local elections. And someone mentioned to me, hey, we need poll workers here in our county. Um, so I put out a tweet, said we need poll workers here. And it got a ton of traction, people all over the state of Florida, which is where I am. They said, hey, I want to help. What do we do? So the next day I spent all this time going around the state to these different websites, trying to find exactly the application that they would need. And I would send it to them in a direct message because if they want to help, I want to make it easy for them, which then gave me the idea of SaviorRepublic.org. So I bought that website the next day. And we went to work and it took four months and we linked 5,000 links. Every county in the United States, uh, the poll worker application now is in one spot. And all you have to do is go to SaviorRepublic.org, click your state, then click your county, and then your application will be right in front of you. You can fill it out, submit it, and then you'll get a phone call to come work the polls. So I just tried to make it easier because I saw that there were some problems in the 20 election with poll workers. A lot of conservatives were not there. And, um, you know, the case of in Atlanta, 
where Ruby Freeman was. That's an example of the Happy Faces, which is a company that the Democrats hired and put all Democrat poll workers into work in Fulton County. So it was a way to defense against that. And uh, actually, General Flynn got wind of that website and promoted it on September 11th and had a ton of traction on that website. So I'm, I'm proud of what we were able to accomplish, and I hope that it made a difference across the country with poll workers, and we'll keep it going for the future because it's it's really just to make it easy for people to be a part of the process. And uh, so that's that's what SaviorRepublic.org was all about. What a wonderful resource, too. And I, I pulled up the website. And I wanted to check it out. So just so listeners know, you can click on your state to be able to get your individual information. It's a very well-made um website. And while I know we just went through the election, uh, that would be something to bookmark and to save for later as we're coming up on another cycle. Now, Booker, uh, with your show uh, that is launching Our Lives in Politics, we've had a few episodes already. Uh, What can listeners expect when you crack open your microphone? Greg, what I am trying to do is a unique look at people that are in the news that you may know. I think you, I think you listen to the Julie Kelly show, which if uh, you are on the America out loud network.com right now, you can put in the search bar, Julie Kelly, and you can listen to that show. The idea is to introduce people on a personal level. Um, I know that politics affects all of our lives some way and all the people that we see in the news whether they're politicians or they're talking heads, whatever they are, they have had those same life experiences through their lives. So the conversation really is about their life and the things in politics that got them to the point, the thing that makes them tick. And, uh, you know, the, the conversation with Julie Kelly brought out, she had a cooking business, who knew? And hopefully everybody knows who Julie Kelly is, but she's a fantastic reporter, probably the only one in the country that has followed the January 6 court cases like she has. And uh, coming up, uh, the, the show will start the weekend of the 14th and the 15th at seven o'clock is the time, Greg. And I have that first weekend, I have Juanita Broderick. And I'm, you probably know Juanita. She's a, a big, big conservative voice now. She was yep. a Democrat and she was raped by Bill Clinton. So we're going to get into a conversation about all of that. And she's already told me that nothing is off limits. So it will be an interesting conversation. And then uh, also that that first weekend on the 15th, which is Sunday night at seven o'clock, we'll have uh, new Congressman Corey Mills, which if you don't know about him, he has an excellent story, uh, life story. And he was also in the military. He was injured twice, once in Afghanistan, once in Iraq. And he's also been highly involved over the last two years, getting people out of Afghanistan that were stranded by Joe Biden. So, and he was just elected to Florida, Florida seven, and he's a U.S. House of Representative that is uh, currently waiting to be sworn in in Washington, D.C. Well, that's that's a story right there. Here we are uh, recording this episode for everybody, and we're at a gridlock in Washington, D.C. right now with McCarthy unable to get the votes What do you think is going to play out here, Booker? I think I really believe in the end McCarthy is going to be the speaker. I've said that for a long time, and I believe that will happen. I love seeing what I'm seeing. The things that the people are saying on television and 
and rhino Republicans in the House. This is embarrassing. This is that. You know, the, every year the Congress on in January, right now, Congress knows that by September 30th of this year, they have to pass a budget. And I believe they passed one budget in the last 20 years. What they ended up doing was passing an omnibus on December 23rd. That's embarrassing. Letting the democratic process play out to try to debate, to have a speaker, is not embarrassing. It's refreshing to me. I'm concerned. I'm concerned about the way this is playing out because uh, McCarthy, to me, if, if my show, I followed the WEF. And if you followed what happened in Britain, in the UK, they have their UK member now in charge of parliament. If you followed the election in mm-hmm. South America, their UK president uh, took the vote, and many people feel that that's contested. If you follow what happened in Canada, the WEF has bragged about the fact that they control their politics, that they now have uh, a majority of the representatives as part of their agenda. McCarthy is a member of the WEF. Uh, He is a rhino. He is somebody who I don't believe is going to help bring Republican base back to the voting um, populace. He is no one that I would get excited about. Uh, He is the representation of exactly why I left the Republican Party. And I'm excited to see people stepping up on the floor and filibustering with their votes to make sure that he does not become speaker. But I'm nervous because these deals that are being made by McCarthy in order to say, well, I will give you this spot or I will concede on here. I'll do this. At what point? Do the Democrats win because they start working with McCarthy and they help get him elected? Will they do it? And if so, how damaging is that to the Republicans long term? I think I think it could happen. It's something I've said for a few days now that uh, watch and wait for six or seven of the Democrats to jump over and help him and, and get the win. The, the interesting part is this is this goes on. It's not going to take two eighteen. It's going to start taking less and less because there are going to be less people there to vote. So that's something else to keep an eye on as that number comes down to 215, 214. Um, but I, yeah, I'm, I'm very familiar with the World Economic Forum. I've had uh, Michael Johns on a show before, which he's well-versed in it. And he talked for about two hours on the subject. So uh, that is a huge problem, Greg, in our con- country. And people don't understand it. They're not educated enough on the subject. I know people listening to your show are, but at large, we have to do more to educate people on what it truly means about the Great Reset and the World Economic Forum. <clears throat> Excuse me. The um, it's it's a uh, it's scary that so many people in our Congress, including our President Joe Biden and Barack Obama, are a part of the World Economic Forum and want a one world governance and want all the things that the World Economic Forum stands for, the ESG that's going on right now that's destroying uh, our country uh, financially. Um, it's it's scary that more people are not awake to the fact that our government has been infiltrated by people like Kevin McCarthy. It's unfortunately all over. Uh, our politicians have been bought and paid for in so many different ways, whether it's special interest groups and lobbyists. Uh, but what seems to really be the key right now is the WEF. And we see 
with Sam Bankman Freed, which I spent an entire week on. Malcolm had me on Viewpoint this Sunday to, to speak about my research. Uh, we can see that he was helping funnel money for the WEF as well. And so all of these people in Congress that were tied to Sam Bankman Freed and FTX and Alameda Research, which we can see the Republican committees that were linked to him. We can see that almost every Democrat was bought by him. Uh, the WEF is really in everybody's pocket. And it's the story that I think that Americans need to pay attention to. It's not a conspiracy theory. It's very easily, readily researched. I've posted the data out there before. It's free and clear for people to find. Um, with your shows coming up. Hey, Greg. Uh, you, yes. You know, I would I would tell people just go to their website. Sure. The World Economic Forum. They don't website. hide it. They tell, they tell you what they're going to do. You're right. They don't hide anything. It's, it's no. all completely out in the open. And I, I, somebody was asking me today, why do I feel caught up in WF? He feels that it's really a lot of nothing that people get worried over. And I said, well, I care because if you read their mission statement, their mission statement states, and I'm, I'm not reading it off the website right now, so I'm not verbatim, but it states something to the effect of that they believe that the billionaires are the ones that should be making the decisions for the rest of the world because they are the ones that are influencing commerce and construction of what society is in the future, that it shouldn't be by a democratic vote. It shouldn't be by traditional government that they really want to be the new government, which leads us to the whole really scary words of new world order. That was a conspiracy theory for years. And over the past three years has been spoken about wide open uh, with no one calling them out. And uh, we live in, you, you mentioned the message and the mission, you know, that the manifesto was actually added to during COVID. And you, you may know that. So, mm -hmm. um, and, and that uh, what they added was the ESG part of it. Mm -hmm. And they had had the same manifesto for back to 73 for 50 years. And then all of a sudden in the spring of 20, that ESG was added to it. You never can let a good tragedy go to waste. <laughs> no, no. Well, Booker, you're going to be uh, busy, it sounds like. So people can check out your show the weekend of the 14th and 15th. You're going to have on, um, you know, one of the people that accused Clinton of rape. And I think one of my favorite comedians uh, was Norm MacDonald. He just had such a great delivery. I'm not sure if you know this. Norm MacDonald had claimed that Bill Clinton had murdered somebody on live television. And then it was Barbara Walters that shouted him down the, the recently deceased Barbara. Um, I'm not sure if you know that, but I would ask Juanita if she feels like that when she came out with her story, her life was ever endangered. If, if this uh, story that we hear about the Clintons being this dangerous family, if she feels that that is uh, accurate and true, I would just be curious what she'd say. So if you do get a chance and the opportunity arises, I'd love to hear that one. Yeah, I will. I will ask that question. Good question, Greg. I, I will. I just wrote it down. So thank you. I will. Oh. I will do that. And um, thank you for for allowing me to be here on your show. Oh, you're welcome. Anytime. This has been a pleasure. I love um, crossing over with all the different uh, personalities here on the America Out Loud Network. I've really uh, looked up to you in a lot of ways with your post over the past several months that I've been following your account. And then when I saw you were joining us, I was excited because I, I saw a voice that was similar to uh, the way that I think of the world. And when you can find other people that are thinking similarly, that's an awesome thing to add to the network as well. I'm not alone. <laughs> so. <laughs> 
Thank you, Booker. We appreciate you coming on board to the America Out Loud Network. I cannot wait to hear the show on a regular basis. Uh, also, everybody has some columns that are available on AmericaOutloud.com. As I said earlier, you can follow him on Twitter. It's Booker Spartacus, but Spartacus is spelled S-P-A-R-T-I-C-U-S. So please give him a follow. Tell him hello from me uh, that you're following along. And uh, Booker, we cannot wait to hear you soon. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Excited. And thank you, Greg. Everybody, this has been a, another episode of America Emboldened, but today with special guest Booker Scott. I am so honored that you've stuck it out here with us. We hope that we honor your time well and make sure you're tuning into that show the weekend of the 14th and the 15th. This has been America Emboldened with Greg Bolden, special guest Booker Scott on the America Out Loud Network. Be bold, America. Oh, 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 oh,